We've got Dr. Larry Burkett, our game A Few Good Modern Men, and the Taste Buds app today on It's Complicated. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm James. Oh, welcome back, James. I'm so happy to be back. We are so happy to have you back. Thank you so much for co-hosting today. Jen will be back soon. Mm -hmm. Don't fret, everybody. But listen, this is like the perfect day for you to be here. It could not have (laughs) happened more perfectly because, first of all, our drink of the day is Budweiser. You and I are not beer drinkers. We're not really, but we never say no to anything. But we're not. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like drink, like kind of try and chug this. And if you're watching, you can laugh at me. Cheers. Welcome back. Here we go. I'm going to. Thank you. mm. I don't know if I'm going to join you, but all right, fine. Oh, my God. Mm. That was hard. And I really don't think it did a good job. Oh, man. How do people do that? I I don't know. And shotgunning yeah, no. beers and everything. Too. Oh, shotgunning beers? Dangerous. Cut my lip open one time. It was real bad. I mean, give me all like the vodka and tequila I know. and whiskey in the world. But... That's fine. Yeah. But okay, so anyway, the reason why our drink of the day is Budweiser mm-hmm. today, it is the king of beers, guys, because, you know, we never say no to anything amazing and, and, and royal like, a, like the king of beers here. Plus, our guest that we're getting in here likes Bud Light, but we're, we went with Budweiser because I feel like Bud Light is there. Are there chemicals in that? Is that why it's light? Probably. So, yeah. So let's and it's just a little watered down. You let, know? It's yeah. Like this is more. Yeah. I mean, maybe robust. there's more calories, but come on, YOLO, everyone. <laughs> yeah, okay. A few calories more. Yeah. A few calories more. It's worth it. So today, um, again, thank you coming for coming in, James. Totally. We are both excited to have Dr. Larry Burkett in the studio. So Larry. Burkett is an ER doctor. He's a board-certified family physician, and he's a national media personality, also an author, as James here, which we will get to. (laughs) Um, And he has a very unique perspective on like a broader conversation of what it means to be a modern man, which, again, we need to tie this into you, so we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second. So Dr. Larry is the author of a book called The Gentleman's Diet, It's and he's also, you may have seen him as a men's lifestyle contributor on NBC's uh, Today, as a part of the Men Tell All panel. He appeared on ABC's The Bachelor. He serves as Fox San Francisco uh, medical expert. So you can find him talking about like medical things as well as sort of his coaching, lifestyle coaching that has to do with men, and of course that trickles into relationships as well. Yeah, and he combines his understanding of family medicine and his knowledge of neurolinguistic. Neuro- I always get it's, that wrong. That's why they call it NLP. Yeah, neurolinguistic programming. Hey, there's acronyms for a reason, <laughs> yeah, people. Totally. Drink to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you finish that. We'll have mm-hmm. extra ones too. I'm going to. Um, so he combines his knowledge of NLP with his own transformative experiences, including practicing medicine in rural Africa, Jeez. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, real underachiever coming into the yeah, studio. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, and learning how to walk again after a near-death car accident. I'm like, my legs are sore from the workout I did. Yeah, he's like, tell me more about that, Lauren. I'm like, fuck, I feel like already <laughs> inadequate. But anyway. Yes. Uh, but because of this, um, he works to try and help other men reach an invaluable understanding of real purpose and deeper appreciation rather than just instant gratification based on, you know, f- fleeting societal projections of this idealized physical image and conspicuous consumption. And Dr. Larry refuses to stop at six-pack abs. <laughs> which, Although, I mean, 
I mean, not a bad place to even get to in the exactly, first place, but exactly. why stop when you get there, right? right. Um, you know, with, with, when, like, really what most men need in their lives is is the muscle of mission and the strength of conviction. Yeah, so he takes it to another level, which clearly mm-hmm. he lived his life on another level. A thoroughly modern mentor and motivator, Dr. Larry gives voice to the issues men face, mostly giving men the trusted voice they need to become the best versions of themselves. Again, yeah. it's like what you do, too. It's the same thing. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I feel I like you guys are going to be best friends. To, yeah, I, I think that's probably going to, we're going to be doing our own thing afterwards. I think like, I'm just going to sit here and let it all happen. Share a couple of Budweiser's yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, his accessibility has given many men permission to really come forward and, and share their personal struggles, which I think is such an important thing because a lot of guys are kind of still holding back on that. Totally. But people like Dr. Larry and, and others are really helping everybody open up, Yeah. you know, to share their, their struggles and their questions and their doubts. And this really kind of allows Dr. Larry to become like the cool older brother that they never had, you know? Uh, I mean, he exudes a special sense of camaraderie in his own humorous and and relatable style, expressing kind of a a healthy distaste for this like fancy medical jargon. Yeah. And, you know, all the false fitness promises and fad diets and, and, you know, we're inundated with this on a daily basis. Yeah. Get six pack abs in 30 seconds a day, you know? Yeah. And like, and then he's a doctor so he could get Mm -hmm. super medical about it, but that's not relatable. Right. So yeah, he is approaching this in all the right way and there's a lot of that that goes on in his book Mm -hmm. and he talks about a lot of that Um, and instead he separates also fact from fiction he you know he prefers to teach and use like historical models of what works while providing men with like a practical insider's way to like get fit and to find lasting happiness and to realize your fullest potential while you get to you know live longer and healthier those are the byproducts and a more passionate and more productive life so we're going to get Dr. Larry in here and we're going to ask him how he turned his tragedy into triumph Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what he thinks about today's modern male and that is also a very topical thing for you as well and how he feels his advice can bring men the money the relationship and the wild ride they are looking for this is gonna be i mean also also he's pretty good looking too well, I mean, he, you, you and Jen can. He has it all. Really? <laughs> yeah, so you guys are a total package. I mean, that's the. And, and you know, when it comes to. And this isn't even on here, but this, when it comes down to, like, it's almost like if you're going to have a financial advisor, you mm-hmm. want them to be successful. If you're going to have a personal trainer, you want them to be in shape. Like somebody like Larry, Dr. Larry, who is kind of a well-rounded package of a yeah. guy, yeah. right? As a man, you want to you want to be able to emulate that. You want to be able to get advice from somebody who is who you want to be. I agree. Right? Yeah. No, he's he's the perfect role model, I think, for this. And so yep. we're going to get him in or talk to him about all that. But first, totally. we are going to fill you in on what we've been up to over yes. the last week. So let's air her dirty laundry. Uh, moms are in town. My boyfriend's mom's in town. My mom's in town because it's like birthday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's were, my birthday yeah. tomorrow. It's my boyfriend's daughter's birthday today. Crazy. Um, and so, and you know, listen, my birthday, I'm like 30. You know, it's something. <laughs> In your thirties, in your thirties, and I'm so such a baby. You are, um, and so I don't care. It's like whatever, and I, I'm just like, let's all have drinks at a fun bar. Um, yeah. You will good. be there, right, and uh, but you know all the things that come into preparation for it, like mm-hmm. for my boyfriend's daughter's birthday. It's like you know we made cookies for her class today, and like the big karaoke party is happening on right, Saturday, yeah, yeah. and like what's she gonna wear, and lo- what decorations do we. We need and what are we making and uh, anyway it's fun i'm just saying like it takes 
time. Yep. So that's all happening. And um, I really like that our birthdays are so close, her and I, because, you know, it's all really about her right now. Although she's not that little girl. She's like, let's do birthday celebrations together. That's but nice, like yeah. right now, it's come on, she's turning eight and it's like about her. But totally, I'm yeah. thinking into the future. I'm like, isn't it going to be really fun when she's like 25 and I'm 40? You can still or whatever, together. but you know what I mean. When she's of age, and like, right, yeah. can, and then we can like, kind of like party together. Totally. Like, yeah. how fun is that going to be? Her twenty first birthday is. Gonna oh my be god, like, it's going to be like off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Like, let let yeah. me plan this for you. Yeah. Let me, let me do this. Right. I'm like, yeah. let just trust me. I've I've been there. Let me take care of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I'm. I mean, maybe it doesn't sound appropriate right now, but at the time it will be, and it's totally. going to be very fun. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm having fun. Uh, having everyone in town for that and it, it's fun because my boyfriend's mom comes every year for his daughter's birthday right, yeah. so then it happens to be and my mom and my boyfriend's mom like love each other and they're also like the same person i love your mom yeah my mom's great and my boyfriend's mom is great they're very similar and mm-hmm. so they love each other so it's fun for them too yeah. they're gonna be out for my birthday as oh, well geez. so yeah and it's like <laughs> but see that's what i'm talking about like then you get to a point where your mom then comes right. with you i'm not like i'm i'm yeah, her mom which but is what's great about you it. know it's what like, i mean yeah, yeah it's yeah. fun to so anyway that's that's what's going on around my yeah, country your life over is very, here. very slow and boring these days. Well, it's been a little hectic, but you know, it's fine. Okay, so, so what? So you have a like kind of a big fucking deal happening it's, right now. It's finally, I can finally actually say that I've I have a book. Out. I mean, what? Yeah, is I mean, thank that? you, thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, I wish I had a copy. I, I should have the first like batch coming in tomorrow. Hopefully, it's going to arrive tomorrow, and hopefully, they're all going to look. Good. I should have ordered one. Well, to get like a pr- to make sure the printing was all great, oh. but I'm like, I'll order twenty of them. Oh well, so it's, yeah. I <laughs> so mean, hopefully, but um, but um yeah, lesson uh, learned for your second best selling book. Hopefully, fingers crossed. There fingers crossed. So I mean, it's it's so far. I mean, great. Like a lot of people have pre ordered. It's live on Amazon. I've got the link everywhere. I'm posting up a video later today to just have so it like everywhere. Can we? What is the yeah, book? It's, so it's called Unlocking Love. Ah, I'm already into it. Yeah, it's very. It's like the you know the key with the heart and everything. Love um, it. 10 keys to finding the love of your life even if it's you oh because because i want you know it's it's about like self-fulfillment and happiness yeah and it's also i mean it is part of that is going to be you but i like that you say even if because it's just part of the equation well that's the thing and like i don't i don't it's not you know i'm not one of those dating people i'm not one of those guys it's like guaranteeing Mm -mm. i'm not like oh yeah you you know find love in 10 days with this book you know what i mean it's like like the fads that that we're talking about here. exactly it's more of like a well-rounded approach of like this is how to be happy in your own life without like regardless of your relationship yeah, status which is exactly what you need do yeah. you subscribe to the belief like you know there's that cliched saying um like you complete me or you make me whole no so that's that's exactly because i don't either like i feel like that you're, you're then looking for someone to fill a void that they're never right. actually going to be able to fulfill totally maybe on the surface at first but totally. underneath it all eventually it's going to feel empty because it only can come from you and then you're going to be disappointed and resentful and mm-hmm. it's going to be a bad thing and codependent and all that bullshit right. so right. i think you have to be what this book is saying that's exactly why i wrote it and i actually i think i, I might make a reference to that okay and I, I do try to avoid the whole jerry Maguire copyright thing so i may not i may not have used the exact God, terms they but copyright like, that they shit? probably didn't but i wanted but to make who sure knows? yeah just in case i wanted to play it mm-hmm. safe but like i you know you it's 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 not about that. It's about like, and I talk about like puzzle pieces, like fitting right. together. You know what I okay. mean? Like if you have a piece missing off a puzzle piece or whatever, like they don't interlock properly. 
right? Okay. Like it, it would, right. It would be like a hole. There'd be a gap there. Sure. So you need to be complete sure. yourself before you interact with somebody else. Yeah. Right? Because it's like that, you complete me, it's romantic and it's it's cute or whatever, but it's not realistic. Because like for exactly yeah. the reason you said. I mean, I get the, I get the idea behind it. Like, you know, you uh, make, making someone feel fulfilled or making someone feel whole in a, in a, not in an incomplete way, but com- helping complete some things are okay. I think totally, like yeah. looking for a partnership and I mean, otherwise you wouldn't need anybody. You could just live by yourself in a bubble. Well, I think there's a big difference between like adding value to your to sure. somebody's life and there feeling like, Oh, like I've got this, I've got that, I've got that. I'd like a partner to share my life with. Sure. That can be like a completion aspect of it. Adding like, value. Adding and value. Yeah. But like, to, like in your own personal Set, like self-fulfillment or happiness yeah. like if that is completely reliant on whether or not you're with totally. somebody that's a whole different story I agree you know what I mean you can be like happy and fulfilled and single sure and then you're like oh it'd be nice to have somebody to share it with and yeah. that's like a that's like a you know a, kind of like a well-rounded life that you yeah. enter into but for me that's how it happened and maybe this is a coincidence or maybe it isn't but I was single for a really really long time mm-hmm. and I I remember telling my mom, actually, who is Speak of the devil. He, coming in the studio currently. <laughs> um, hello, mother. You can hello. pull that chair up hello, and mother. sit Hi, wherever mom. you want. Um, she, it's, you know, I said my mom was in town. But I did tell my mom. She probably remembers. It was like two Mother's Days ago. She was in town. And I was like, um, I'm having like a lot of fun. I, re- I want a boyfriend like I want, or a sure. partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, Ultimately, that's what I want. But like... I'm having a lot of fun being single. And I was. Like, I was. And I wasn't even doing anything crazy or weird. I just was, like, kind of enjoying being single and, Mm -hmm. like, my independence and all of that. And then I – it's not the guy that I'm with now, but, right, like, within weeks, I, like, reconnected with someone that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. And we dated for, like, the summer. He ended up being a very interesting person. Interesting. (laughs) But it taught me that I was happy where I was. Yep. complete or whatever if you will Mm -hmm. and that i was ready i get or i don't know that i I mean yeah i guess it taught me that i was ready to welcome that in because sometimes you say you want something then you're maybe you're not ready but i I guess it proved to me that i was and then he just it just wasn't the right fit and then i met my boyfriend now like right after that well i don't think it's it's not necessarily a coincidence because you're putting out that energy you know what i mean like oh that's you're, true you're, like you're yeah. living your life in a way that reflects that kind of realization about where you're at and yeah. i think that attracts different types of people that are that's on the same true. wavelength you know that's true I mean, in theory i can't back it in up theory. with evidence but you know um and also we are going to jump into our we need to talk area because um we need to talk our listeners asked, and we're going to tell them what they think. Um, Sasha from Chicago has a question, oh, and this boy. is fucking hilarious. Sasha's are always dangerous. I dated a Sasha. I mean, she she's, was great, she's probably Russian, and she's yes. probably like gonna whip you in the bedroom. Maybe I mean, you don't have to answer that question. No I just comment. feel like she was from Moscow, but no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Sasha from Chicago, no idea where you're actually really like if you're Russian or not, but we'll just speculate. Mm-hmm. She says, "Do blowjobs count as sex?" No. No, they do not. You're looking at me like I'm wrong. No, Please I'm not. Please tell I mean, me you don't. Well, they're defined as oral sex. I know, but like... But it's not do, Okay, so it's not. When you... If you go out on a... If I go out on a date with a guy and I... And we make out and I give him a blowjob. I'm right. just being candid here. Right. I'm not like, I had sex right. with a guy Correct. last night. You're right. You're what right. the fuck? Right. What? Right. No. And then if my friends were like, oh, you did? How what? Well, I just did this. They'd be like, that's not... Right. Exactly. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, you're right. 
I agree. I mean, I think because the sex is in the title of it, it's like confuses people. It's a type of sex. Oral sex. It's a type of sex. It's not sex itself. You know what I mean? It's like a subset. It's a (laughs) a subsex. Do you think that oral sex is more intimate than actual sex? I don't. No. I know everyone says that. I don't. No, I don't think so. No, it's not. I don't think it is either. Mm. It's not because there's a. It's it's not as much of a. I'm so glad I have this beer. Right now. No, <laughs> listen. It's not. It's no because you you have this like different connected. energy. No, yeah. you're not as connected. You're right. That's exactly what. That's, that's what exactly it is. It. It's like, yeah. well, how much more connected could you be than right. actual? I mean, I'm yeah. not saying it's not intimate to have oral sex. It's not like you know you're like filing your nails and like right. yeah. having a conversation. Obviously, it's very in, all of it's very intimate. Kissing everything is even holding hands. Sometimes you can feel like an energy yeah. when you touch somebody, but like. And kissing is definitely more, even that's more intimate. I you know kind I mean? of it's agree. It's not more sexual, yeah. but it's more intimate. Uh, it's got that different. I agree. Energy. So, um, you know, Sasha, I'm going to say no, it's not. But it's I not understand so. why people ask that question. It's confusing because it's like oral sex and whatever, but no. Well, and she mentions virginity in there too, right? Well, I said something about like, well, if you lose your virginity, you don't lose your virginity right. when you give someone a blowjob. Right, exactly. You're not yeah. like, and now I'm not a virgin. It's yeah, like, it's like, no, no sorry. Not mm-hmm. the same thing. Doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So all those women out there that are feeling like maybe your number is a little higher because you've had oral sex with someone, you're safe. No, yeah. Knock that 20 guys off your list. And it's like, <laughs> you're back down to the, you're back down to you're a back reasonable. back down to 45. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Oh my God. You're not a slut after all. Mm-mm. No sex was had. Doesn't count. It's only a number. Oh my God. Do you think just, um, so we're going there. Do you think just the tip counts as sex? I do not think it counts. I'm sorry. I have to jump you don't in. Think so? No. It's just like. I guess probably not. I mean, no. I guess, well, It's not. That's. that's that might be an off-air conversation. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. Okay. No, I guess I it's mean, not. I mean, but where, then where do you then? Oh, God, where do you? Where do you? This. Where do you then decide? Is there that, like a, is a there, like a, a point on right. the penis of? Is it like a, it's like a thermometer? You're like <laughs> almost there, and then all of a sudden you cross that line. Like, where's well, that line? Now. We should ask Doctor Larry. Well, let's ask Doctor Larry. Okay, like, maybe where, where is that? He line, might have you know like a I mean? medical. Like, well, technically, it's yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, like it's like at two inches. No, at like two point two five. Yeah, then, now, yes, you're, now, you're now we're sex. in. Now yeah. we're in. No That's turning it. back. No turning back. Your yeah, number no. just notch on your belt just went up. Yeah, at that point, it's like it's like it's, a checkpoint. It, it is. Reach. It's a checkpoint. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're really quickly going to you know check our emotional baggage and meet our celebrities and baggage claim. But first, we want to say. We talk about celebrity news and gossip on the show, and we're not trying to, like, be a downer, but there's a lot of shit happening mm-hmm. in the world right now. And we, obviously, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to all of those people who are affected by what happened last weekend in Las Vegas and the horrible tragedies. And we just want to say, everyone, just stop and love each other. And I am subscribed to uh, Jimmy Kimmel's theory of it's not enough to just say like we send our thoughts and prayers oh, doesn't do anything it's we need to do what you think about i think the way that we can really help is to think about what you can do to actually make a change instead mm-hmm. of just saying and posting on instagram like my heart goes out to vegas that's great that all is valid but like think about what you can do to make something different whether right. it's contacting a congress person and making some sort of policy change this kind of shit should not be allowed. It just shouldn't be allowed. And when things happen in the world and mistakes happen and people die, people make changes and nobody is making a change right now. So figure out 
what to do to make this not a possibility anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't never say never. Things are going to happen. But it could be more difficult for someone to buy fucking 40 firearms yeah. and bring them into a hotel and shoot people. I read this morning that he accused like 33 of them over the past 11 months. You got him. I'm sorry. I mean, a red like, flag? You can't even Google like certain words without right. yeah, s- yeah. people on you and you're allowed to buy 33 firearms? Well, there's something, For what? Yeah, there, I read something the other day too. It's something called like a super owner. And there's like 7.7 million super owners for guns in America. And it's something along the line. I forget the numbers, so don't quote me on it. But it's something like, like between like 8 and like 140 guns or something. Like classifies you as a super owner. Like this is a real thing. And there's millions and millions and millions of them in the country. So it's like... I mean, there'd be red flags going up all over the place there if would that be. was the criteria. So, so it's like... I think it's about some sort of policy change starting from there. And I don't have the answer, but I think that's what we all should really be thinking about. And I agree. And I also think like the way we live our day-to-day lives and how we interact with other people yeah. is so important because you could have 500... Look at, I mean, Dan Bilzerian, right? Mm-hmm. Guy's kind of an asshole. Let's say what you want to say about Dan right. Bilzerian. But he's got an arsenal that would, like, rival a small country, right. right? He's not going around killing people. Right. He goes into the desert and he shoots stuff. Yeah. Like, say what you want about him as a person, but he doesn't kill people. Right. So it's, like, regardless of whatever the inanimate object is doing, like, I mean, it's the person that's controlling it. Sure. So it's, like, if we live our life in a way that that cares about other people and mm-hmm. that opens up and listens to other people and interacts and engages, if we can just, if we love everybody more, to t- not to sound cheesy. No, but you're right. But like who, Pay attention to it. Yeah, and who, who f- that it feels loved and, and valued and connected to the world, what person that feels that way is going to go kill 50, I was just going to say, because that's what, what's wrong with this person, that that is something right. that, you know, again, there's no way to really stop it completely, but there no. are things I think we can think about. So um, we are going to, you know, touch on a couple little celebrity things. I mean, also kind of sad, but, you know, Hugh Hefner, yep. he, he passed away. He did. And uh, his wife is finally talking, Crystal. Yes. Good old <laughs> Crystal. I mean, you know, Hugh Hefner, he was 91. He was he was ninety one. Um, how old the hell was she? Like thirty or something? Yeah, I, I think she. And, and you know, it's so funny when people say, "Oh, he's in a, you know, they're here in a better place, like better than the Playboy Mansion." I know, I know, I saw that. Like, <laughs> yeah, now he's in a better place. I'm pretty sure he might. Well, he who knows who who's up there with? But. Yeah, yeah, who knows? And um, Crystal did say she said, "You know, I haven't been able to bring myself to write most people back to thank them for their condolences." Uh, she told E News in a statement. Yeah. Um, you know, she said, "I am heartbroken. I am still in disbelief." Which, of course, yeah. you know, regardless of of age, I mean, we all listen, you know, even yeah. ninety one, it's like it's still. Uh, yeah. Um, but she did. She did continue on and say he was an American hero, a pioneer, yeah. uh, a kind and humble soul who opened up his life and home to the world. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he opened up a lot more than that to the world. Um, I, you know, he, she said, "I felt how much he loved me. I loved him so much. I'm so grateful. He gave me life. He gave me yeah. direction. Taught me kindness." A lot of people really, you know, a lot of people say that about yeah. him. He did yeah. that, and that's you know that's nice. So we celebrate Hugh. Um, also, quickly, uh, Macaulay Conkin and Brenda Song are dating. Maybe I don't know. They posted something. She posted something on social media with Seth green mm-hmm. and they've also been seen holding hands i just think you know hey listen go for it a little bit of an odd couple macaulay Culkin's coming back strong maybe he's you know subscribing to your blog or he's reading the gentleman's diet or something and he's becoming a, a whole person that is like prince charming and brenda songs like going for it she's like disney princess and now she's dating you know the home alone kid and maybe we'll we'll check back in with them and see where that goes um and we are quickly going to jump to we're going to talk about we talk about dating apps Mm -hmm, every single mm -hmm. week on the show and there's one called taste buds now when i first read it and we talked about this last week i was a little misled i thought it had to do with um food yeah because it it, but it's a it's a music app thing yeah and it and it and it kind of like 
it kind of toes the line between a dating app and a show, social experience. Yeah, you know, and it's and if you're like you said, music too. It's it's definitely something to check out uh, if you're really into music because Taste Buds really it pulls your music preferences from Facebook while also kind of giving you the chance to search and add music manually to your profile as well, kind of like my MySpace did. Yeah, MySpace of I yesteryear. Like the, you know? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you used to play a song. Oh or my something. god, my page was so obnoxious. Oh my god, what song did you have? I had a million different. Like at the time, I was really going out to clubs and everything, so everything was very like high energy. Oh like, boy, flashing lights. Oh, I would have frozen James. your computer a million times. Oh, no, God, no comment. Stop it. Yeah, we'll, can we, we'll, can we we'll leave that. that. Let's yeah, let's move on from <laughs> but that. But you can't. Yeah, now it would be much different, and you can't have you know a song on your profile, probably okay. like an Ed Sheeran song or something. Oh yeah, oh that'd be um, cute. No, yeah, it doesn't have the largest audience, by the way. It's this. fine. Yeah. But uh, but you know you'll have a much better experience with it in larger cities because you know more higher volume of people, of course. Yeah. But the concept alone is is really cool. Yeah, and it music connects people, and so then it makes sense. Totally, absolutely. Okay, we are very excited. We have Dr. Larry Burkett in the studio. Hi. Hey. Thank you so much for coming. Okay, so if you can see yourself in that camera, that's oh, right where go. you need to be. Okay, I think we're good. Are you happy with me? I mean, we are. Um, okay, so I know you requested Bud Light, but is that this a is calorie incredible. thing for you? Yeah, this is going to be a lot of calories. This is a Bud Light. Are you seriously not going to drink that? Are you peer pressuring me? Um, yeah. At 10 in the morning? Okay, well, let me see Keep if it. I can get Wait, the... but seriously, is that why you like Bud Light? Because of the oh, calories. They did they hear that? I think they did. Wait, but ser- tell me, tell me the truth. Yeah, but, but is that aren't there Bud Light only has a few carbs. It's it's. Uh, but, if you drink something, it's not so bad. Okay, there's a lot of calories in that. But I chugged it, by the way. Did I also, you really? I also ran three miles this morning. You should have to worry about calories. I did. Oh, you chugged it without me. I did. I'm We're sorry. We're gonna need to get you a second one in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, make it a third because your mom's here and yes. I don't want to leave her out. My mom is here and also. We have your this is Steven, Steven, and yes, and so it's like a party in here, everyone. Shit, we should have had like a keg. It, it feels, it, it seems so much bigger when you, I was watching it just outside. Wow. And there's a lot to talk about, apparently. Yeah, there already. What else there is, there? is a what lot else to is talk there? about. We're going to jump right into it because we were just sort of talking about, you know, I mean. Obviously, we don't want to like be a Debbie Downer over here, but like our show is usually pretty fun and candid and, and uplifting and all that. But there's shit happening, and mm-hmm. we don't want to ignore that. And you, it happens to affect you in a in a different way, in a greater way. You're a doctor, and you help people, and in the in traumatic moments, and even after the fact. So. Mm-hmm. With all of the things, the tragic events in Vegas and even the hurricanes, we can't forget about like right, all yeah. of that that's happening as well. I mean, people are dying. And mm-hmm. how has that like affected your practice as a whole, as a doctor? What do you mean? These like, specific things? These specific things. Like, have you felt like you were affected like personally with like a lot of patients? Have you gone somewhere and been involved in it? Are you feeling like you're dealing with aftermath or seeing people being like really traumatized? Or what do you think? You, you know, I mean, I've done so many different international medicine things. I mean, I went to Haiti after the earthquake and I've done some disaster relief stuff. I was in Tanzania. I've traveled all over. Since being, uh, I've been an ER doctor maybe eight or nine years and we'll see people come into the ER like after um, Ebola. I mean, people will come in when they just got a fever. You know, Mm -hmm. do I have Ebola? Everybody freaks out. Right. So there is a real kind of palpable fear and people think, even though, there was never a case in California, and it's really not logical to, you know, you get a fever and you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. You haven't been in one of the areas. But but people have this irrational fear that come from these events. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, part of our job always is, I mean, most of what I do in the ER is telling people that they're fine. 
you know, really? checking them out, doing the appropriate tests and saying your chest pain is not a heart attack. I'm glad you came in. I'm glad we figured that out. Now you can be relieved and, you know, get out of here. I think that fear, I mean, and you know, obviously you're a doctor, but you're also just a human as well. Like you think I, and you have, well, maybe you're not. I know totally, you're not sure yet. I feel, yeah. I feel yeah. like you might be part unicorn, part human, <laughs> but there's part of you that's also human. And I think that you, you want to say to yourself, like, am I am I being preventative? Like, is I'm feeling this thing. Mm-hmm. If I brush it off, am I going to be that person that's like, oh, I just thought it was indigestion and then I had a heart attack or whatever. Like, I think sometimes people worry about that kind of shit. And when there's things happening around you that are really scary, like now you're worried about going to a concert right. or yeah. now you're worried about like an earthquake happening or a natural disaster or you hear of a friend that had like a brain aneurysm and then two days later you get a headache and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. And so I think what's happening around you whether it's a personal friend or around you in the world it it do you feel like you see more people like well i guess with ebola and stuff like that you felt like it was like not i have not yet i mean this this week i worked in the hospital in compton so i was a hospital doctor so i haven't i haven't really seen people kind of coming in with stuff related to you know this thing happens in vegas and people are presenting with anxiety or depression okay these kind of things yet no and you, as an ER doctor, you treat, like, what – it's everything. It's not, like – It's really everything. So, like, how – Yeah, it's crazy. That's – because you think about, like, okay, I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm going to med school. I'm going to be an eye doctor. I'm going to be a plastic mm-hmm. surgeon. Like, yeah. you're just, like, I'm an everything doctor. <laughs> All of the things. Yeah, primary care. So there's kind of two, mm-hmm. two different types of people. Some like to know everything about one subject. So something mm-hmm. comes in and they just dominate it. But then there's other of us who like, you know, variety. ER, there's always yeah. different things coming in. Pneumonia in you is going to look different than pneumonia in your mother. So it keeps it interesting. I like that. Really? About it. It's amazing. He likes pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah. I'm kidding. I would like to stand <laughs> if against was here. pneumonia. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so, so, you know, we talk about dating and relationships on mm-hmm. the show. And so we're talking about trauma and being affected by things going around you in the world. And you just took a sip of your Budweiser. I'm really happy that you just <laughs> did that. I feel like I'm a dog. I know. People say the, that. Pull it. Just pull thing? it really hard. I know. Right. It's it's weird. Um, so how do you think personally things like this, daily trauma, things that are happening in the world affects like relationships? And all obviously that comes in many different forms. It can be like a parent, a child, a couple, a married couple, co-workers, whatever. How does things like this, traumatic events in the world affect personal relationships, do you think? Well, I, I mean, I would, for people watching, like observe your partner and your family and your mm-hmm. whatever. Some people um, have a fair amount of anxiety to begin with. And if you're paying attention to this 24-hour news cycle and all this coverage, you know, what are we doing most? What are we focusing on most? Mm-hmm. This guy, this shooter. Yes. You know, his brother was on TV within an hour his after girlfriend. this thing. Let's get his girlfriend. Let's talk about all the guns and all that stuff. And I think if people take this moment, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorders, basically where you're in a situation where you feel like you could die. And it traumatizes you, and then it kind of gives this um, uh, trail afterwards where mm-hmm. you have anxiety, have all these symptoms related to it. But it happens to with this moment where you feel like you're going to die. If people are watching the news and they're imagining themselves being in that moment, I go to concerts. Mm-hmm. I could have been there. Yes. Then they're going to get affected. It's 
if, if you associate into it, if you like are seeing yourself there and you're imagining, God, what would I do in the middle of it? As all this stuff is running, it's, it can be potentially very dangerous. And you can kind of have, you know, like a PTSD, the people that were yeah. there. What was he was shooting for 10 or 11 minutes? Something like that. Can yeah. You imagine like being where you're like, oh, my God, am I going to die for mm. 10 or 11 minutes? That's a long all time. All of them need to talk to a therapist, like all of them okay. about that moment. So they can get some space from it, so they can kind of disconnect from that. Mm-hmm. And kind of, but but for those of us watching TV, so we get into that moment, that can provoke anxiety and fear and depression, whatever. So in relationships, like, is it affecting? You know, are are they withdrawing a little bit? Yeah. Are they seeming depressed? Like, what depending on what someone's symptoms of that stuff would be, I would say pay attention to them. I mean, has it affected you guys at all? Do you I'm- think? It's yeah. funny, I was actually in an Uber yesterday, and I was talking to the Uber driver, and they were supposed to be going to a concert. He, he and his wife are going to a concert in a couple of weeks, and his wife is all nervous about the concert now because of what has just happened. Yeah. So I'd imagine it even affects relationships in the sense of what one person does or doesn't want to do or is comfortable with, and then mm-hmm. now you've got to console mm-hmm. your significant other in a way that you wouldn't have had to before, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you're almost easing this comfort or easing this pain into comfort that wasn't didn't even exist before. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that in some random ways it would affect relationships too, just yeah, indirectly. I I mean, also, my boyfriend has a daughter. Mm -hmm. So I think people say, I don't have kids of my own, but people say when you have children, like, things feel differently, I guess, because there's this thing that's you and you feel responsible (laughs) and more worried and all these things. And so I think he, you know, and he actually is, I think he did express to me, like, I go to a lot of these kind of things. Like, I've been to handfuls of these types of concerts. And... Mm -hmm exactly what you said what would I have done if Mm -hmm. I were there yeah Yeah. and he said he had anxiety about it he said I didn't sleep last night I don't know if that's why I know I'm thinking about it I think that might be part of the reason who knows what other stresses in your life but yeah I mean he said I I, it freaked me out a little bit and also it to go back to what you're saying it's on the TV they're showing this guy it's like you now we all know him it's like we know him we know all about his life we know about his personal shit and you're watching videos, so it's almost like you're there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seeing videos yeah. on Instagram of the bullets hitting the cement. I'm like, I might as well be... And my so heart, easy my heart is pounding, there. and I get anxiety very easily. Well, And if I could jump in, too, because I'd be curious, Dr. Anya, because you've been through quite a few traumatic experiences yourself. Yes. Right, so it's like, so I'd like to talk about that and your kind of regeneration of, of yourself as a person. Sure. But it's like, I'm sure you can relate more than most of us can to... Being able to look at these things on the screen and saying, I would probably react to this way, I would probably react this way, or maybe, but you've been in situations, I'm sure, where you really don't know. It's like having your back up against the wall, right? You mm-hmm. never know how you're going to react mm-hmm. until you're there. Yeah. So do you feel that you've, you can prepare yourself to a certain extent? Do you feel that you kind of, maybe that would ease anxiety for some people to be able to, to say. To think about what you would do if it yeah. had to be more vis- visual in the. Or, or say like, let's not worry too much about it because yeah. I don't know how I'd react unless I was actually in the situation. Right. I mean, like, I'm not sure what your thoughts are. Yeah. The, um, you know, in the, I was thinking two different kinds of people in the ER, like ER doctors, mm-hmm. um, most of us like adrenaline. So we get that surge and we can kind of think more clearly, but some people it freaks them out Mm -hmm. and they can't handle it. So in that scenario, what would I do? I don't know. I hope I would 
you know, protect myself, run for cover, help who I could in the mm-hmm. process. And gosh, if you're close enough, try to take that guy out. But like, I don't, right. yeah. I don't, you have, don't know. I don't yeah. have SWAT team training. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't. You have everything else. You don't <laughs> I have know. that. Now God, you, just you guys me read down. like my life bio. Jeez, I was like, Louise. who's that guy? Yeah, he who is that guy? Awesome. Is he going to be in on this interview too? <laughs> I would can like I, to can meet I meet him? Be his friends. Like, no, it's me. Okay. You don't know how you're gonna. Like, you think you hear a loud noise and you think to yourself, like, your instinct is to like freeze and be like what the fuck is that <laughs> you're not like but then you your brain rationalizes like m- i guarantee you a hundred percent of those people are like it's fireworks it's not nobody right, was yeah. like oh my god that's gunshots it's an automatic firearm run for cover be um don't be be a moving target yeah, like denial nobody, i'm sure in the moment den- i would have been like no give me a break and then like you would see it you go holy it shit it takes yeah, a second yeah, yeah. you don't know how you're gonna react once you wrap your brain around it it's like for you in the er when you deal with death and tragedy all the time and you have to figure out how to cope with that yourself and give people tools to cope with that so in the moment when you're telling somebody which I'm sure you've unfortunately had to do um, so that person didn't make it I'm sorry you're delivering the news like That I guarantee. I mean, you must say the the people probably like no. That's probably their first thing. Mm-hmm. No, they like I, that did not happen. Right? People go straight to denial. S- sometimes, a lot of times, people know. I mean, most oh. of the time when people come in and they're near the end, or, oh, okay. but sometimes there's a sudden, very sure. unexpected death, and yeah, it's hard to believe when somebody the day before was fine, walking, whatever, and mm-hmm. then you know they're gone in a yeah. second. They're gone. Yeah, for sure. Denial is very real. And that's, I'm sure. And I think that's what a lot of people get affected, how they get affected with situations like this, too, is like it, you realize, you know, I mean, any of us could have been at that concert. You know, yeah. it's like you realize that any, it kind of makes your life, you live your life in a different way. You don't, shouldn't have to have those traumatic experiences to be able to say, okay, live in the moment. But that's what it takes for a lot of people, I yeah. think. I, I mean, I think that's normal. And I feel that fear, too. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Guns N' Roses in November. Is right. this going to be the Are they going to drop the big bomb? But, right, 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 right. But if you look at the numbers, and I, and I use this with patients a lot, you're, what's, what's the ch- likelihood you're going to get struck by lightning? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like one in a million. Yeah. yeah. Right? Does that really scare you? Are you scared about being struck by lightning? Right. No. Right. What's the chance you're going to be killed by a mass murderer or at a concert or in some kind of act of terrorism like this? It's much more likely... That we're going to die texting while we're mm-hmm. driving, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Right, right. There's right. all these Let's other things that are yeah. so. But do those things scare us? No. But oh my god, you know the mm-hmm. mass murderer. The, because you were seeing it in the media, it's on your brain, and they and make it bias. so traumatic. Yeah, it's like I always. It's mm-hmm. kind of like this. It's like a plane crash, right? Like it's scary to fly in a plane because of that thing. Because when it happens, it's catastrophic. It's never like, oh, it was just a little minor crash. Everyone's fine. Like, usually you're not fucking fine. (laughs) But a car is much more dangerous, and people die all the time, every day, all over the world. But you just get in your car, and you're like, no big deal. It's like Mm -hmm. what you're just used to, I guess. So accustomed to it. So accustomed to it. And and we were just talking about traumatic experiences and transforming things. And you had a traumatic experience that you turned into a sort of triumphant experience. Can you Speaking talk about, accidents. yeah, can you talk about what you went through? And again, it's a unicorn story, everybody. God, I haven't talked about this in a long time. When I was in high school, we, I, went, I grew up in Kansas City, and we were driving to Denver for uh, spring break. And um, I was in the back seat, and my um, friend, I asked him to get me a bag, and he lost control of the car, mm-hmm. and the car rolled and I was probably kind of smashed by the car and then th- <gasps> ejected out the back because I didn't have my seatbelt on. Wow. 
So my pelvis was broken in three places, and my urethra was trying to life flighted to Denver and had emergency surgery. And, and you all were stuff. a teenager? How old were you? Yeah, I was like 17. Okay, wow. 18. Wow. St. Patrick's Day, 97. Um, so I had one of these external fixators, you know, with these bars on the outside, mm-hmm. and I was in a wheelchair for six weeks. Wow. And, and the ICU, I was in the hospital for three weeks, and and was I had lost all of this weight and muscle, and I kind of had to, you know, like retrain again. Like I remember laying in bed, and to lift my leg, like in the beginning, I couldn't even lift my leg off the bed; I could just move it side to side, and it was so <gasps> hard to like lift it off the bed. And I slowly worked at it, and then like I got, it's like such an accomplishment to do that. Yeah. Wow. And that was um, that was the end. That was my senior year of high school. And did did doctors tell you you weren't going to walk? What was the prognosis? No, I think because of what just how it all happened and the surgery and everything, um I think I had a prognosis that I would fully recover. But you taught yourself to like you literally just put your mind to it in bed and were like I'm going to move my legs well, and make this happen. I don't know like I mean I had to work yeah. and push at it. I remember my dad pushed me a lot and it was recovery. How long know? did it take you to fully recover? months i don't know god um the hardest thing bones heal yeah my urethra was torn so that's the connection between your bladder because of the trauma oh my god it had kind of sheared off i had to go to the bathroom they couldn't get a catheter in i'm not going to take my pants off and show you this well i have a big scar here but they had to put (laughs) maybe later (laughs) they had to put a a tube in here you know to get to my bladder but so i had a i had a catheter in yeah my penis for three months, maybe. Wow. And I had all these surgeries. And, and that one, they said, well, you may not be able to have kids. Okay. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. My daughter's seven and a half now. So we've proved that, wow. well, that one wrong. But that was a bigger worry than am I going to fully recover? I mean, I still have a little back pain and stuff. But Stephen and I lifted today at Gold's and – and I squatted 250 pounds. Oh, hey, you so. could talk to James about that too. He's also like, to, I like, like to, to work lift, out too. Bro? Every once in a while. Yeah. And I do go to Golds actually too. That's I like right. to, I have to work out like six, I, six times a week. I have to do it. I feel like I have to do it. What, happens, Even if you, to, what happens if you don't? I, <laughs> I don't know because I haven't ever not know. It's been year, like at least two years that I've consistently worked out at least six days a week sometimes if i'm on a vacation and i can't do it but i will for you. i will make it happen like today That's i so had important. a lack yeah. of time i'm like all right i'm running and what, i just what ram. do you usually do uh i mix it up because i mm. can't just do the. i can't be like i'm just a pilates i can't i have to do like i'll do like hardcore cardio some days i like to lift weights i used to mm-hmm. like sometimes crossfit didn't i liked it i liked that i felt like it was such a hard workout that's ridiculous but i've never done it but i do like it but i just like it can't just do one thing you like so variety i like to mm-hmm. do like i'll do like a pilates class one day i'll run one day i'll spin one day i'll yoga one day i'll whatever but it has to be a hard workout Mm-hmm. I cannot come out of a class and feel like I just fucking stretch for an hour. So like I'm variety like, and intensity. Yes, just like my men. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. And kind of like kind of like being a doctor. <laughs> kind of like being a doctor. Variety and intensity. Kind of like a lot of things. Kind, kind of like, like a lot of life and drinks that's too. True. Yes, I like variety. variety and no, intensity. but I think that yeah. that's it, it's balance. Whatever right. in your life in general, in relationships, with work, with whatever, balance. When you're working out, I just want to do different things all the time. Yeah, and I think that with especially the work that you do, and you and I do similar things, especially too, when it comes to the, being the modern man, you know, mm-hmm. and variety and balance and things like that. I think that, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, like mm-hmm. as we evolve or progress, 
which I guess depends on who you ask if we're evolving or devolving. But as we evolve, um, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot more balance in what it means to be a man, right? Like it used to be this kind of like beat your chest, you know, um, like, you know, Mad Men type era where everything was just had to be a certain way. But now I feel like people are opening up a little bit more. There's Mm -hmm. more communication between men and just more like vulnerability, for lack of a better term, but Mm -hmm. not in the sense that it means a weakness, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm curious of like how you feel things are evolving, what you think is changing. Yeah, like your version of a modern male. Like what is that? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I mean, let's go. It starts with your father. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, um, explain that. I well, I think any our um, image just from growing up of what it means to be a man is the one right in front of you. Right. Yeah. Um, I love my dad. I think he did a great job. Well, I mean, let me not. I'm not a great job. But you know what I mean. His, <laughs> no, par- yeah, his parenting was excellent. I've made good and bad decisions, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, don't we all? But I think his model was more of a John Wayne kind mm-hmm. of like you get the job done. You don't say much. You don't show a lot of emotion. Right. And. I love him. I accept him for who he is. This time and day, you talk about relationships, guys. We got to communicate and mm-hmm. show emotion, and, and 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 that's like such a process, right? Like you have to be able to feel and allow the emotion. Mm-hmm. You have to like identify right. it, put a name on it, and then have the balls to say, "Hey, I feel hurt when you did this." Right. I don't know that that generation of men had to do that. No. You know, so it's a challenge for us. It's not easy to be a guy. And I think that's part of what it means to be a modern man. Mm-hmm. Know your emotions, be able to communicate them to a partner. But then there's this other part of making it authentic. Right. So you don't have to be John Wayne. You can be whatever you want. You can be straight, gay. You can say, you know what, I really like pink or I like blue mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. So the thing that I joke about a lot is I feel like there's still this imagery that's sold to men that being successful as a man is driving Maserati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having a large, large-breasted, blonde-haired, right. whatever girlfriend, you know, there's still like this thing. Sure. And there's a lot of bullshit wrapped up in of that. Of course. You know, and you gotta like football, and you gotta whatever, and there's mm-hmm. this thing. And if you're, if you don't like or want any of that, it's okay, right? It, it needs to be about what's really important to you. This is where yeah. it gets into mission, mm-hmm. who you are, and what you're here to do. And I think when. Anyone, this applies to men or women, but when you find that kind of authentic, this is really what I'm about and what I want to do, it's like magic. And then you can just say, you know what? I don't need butt heavy. I like butt light. Or whatever your <laughs> okay. preference is. Well, do, do, you totally. feel, do you feel that a lot of people are so caught up in achieving that image that they don't even ever get to the point where they uncover their own passions? Well, I, I think one of the big, and I'm 38, and I've gone through this myself, but one of the big lies, illusions, you know, that personally I felt was... I'll be happy when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of things right. for me, so I'll be happy when I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy when I'm married. I'll be happy when I have that house or this car or whatever that thing is. That was true for me. Like, I thought that. And then I became a doctor, and it's great uh, for so many reasons, but it didn't make me happy, I think, mm-hmm. in the way that I expected it would. Yeah. So, you know, to to kind of get back to this image of whatever, I'll be happy when... I've got X, Y, and Z that kind of a general society of this is what it means to be a man. I think that's an illusion. I don't think that's true. I think each person has to kind of look inside and have this inner spiritual path of um, what does make me happy, both kind of day to day. Like like little things for me make such a difference. And this is not sexy, but sleep. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And ex- Oh, you like sleep? <laughs> sleep and exercise like is yes. such a game changer Hi. for me. Hello. You know, like, yeah. You don't have to be like doing this grandiose, amazing whatever, but actually I will feel better day-to-day doing those little things. That's part of this happiness thing is part of the path. But then also 
the authentic kind of mission centered value. I mean, I don't know what you. Congratulations on your book, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. I, I did. You guys hear have a similar like theory and voice, yeah. and yours is the um, your modern. It was all about. Well, I, I started this whole like new chivalry movement type new... thing a few years ago. It's now translated into like new school romance, been read over fifty million times on online. And stuff oh like wow! That. So it's, it's it's grown, but I how think can it, I find that? Oh, it's everywhere. I'll, send, I'll give you the links and everything. It's everywhere. Well, I just sorry that sounded that sounded too. No, uh, it it is yeah. because it's you tapped into something like Doctor Larry here, where that is like very relatable and very real and very topical. Well, that's exactly you know I don't I don't take credit for being some revolutionary like any any new ideas. It's basically getting back to the idea of like humanity, like you said, sleep and exercise, right? Like that's that's more essential to to you as a human animal than a Ferrari is. Right, so it's like I think so many people are caught up in that this image that mm-hmm. we're we're forgetting what it means to actually be a human. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when you you know like and as a doctor you know far more about this than I do, but it's like what is nece- like necessary to to be healthy, be happy, like mm-hmm. live a fulfilling life, uh, and all that stuff is is a bonus. It's frosting on the cake. It's great, but if you have that without your health, right? What's the point? How did you get excited about this? I mean, my whole thing was based around relationships because I saw my parents. You're talking about, you know, your dad's a role model. My my parents are still, they're very romantic with each other. They're, they've been married for decades, you know. And I got into dating when I was younger thinking that's the way relationships were. And it didn't work out that way. It was, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like the whole nice guy finished last thing slapped me in the face for years. You know, and I was like, why am I not getting any dates? Why am I always going to dances alone? And I well, it's fine. it's fine. Thank you though. But you know, I translated that into Don't like. Don't be afraid to work that, by the way. She no, was. yeah, it's, it's, we've 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 had that conversation before. <laughs> we have. But it's you know, I, I kind of step back from that. And I'm going, why is this not working? And at the same time, people in society are not happy. Their relationships are not happy. Yeah. I'm going. There's a disconnect between the way things are and the way I felt things should be, for lack of a better term. So I started writing about it. And, and new people just romance was born. and people caught on to it, and I had it. I went from like five thousand people reading my website per day to over a million and a half per day, per day, per day. Oh wow, it was crazy, and it Good was like, you. oh, thank you. But it was, a, it was. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a fluke because I so, think it's so a wait a minute. Piece. So, so you were like a nice guy, but you yeah. were not successful in relationships, and then correct, and then I went to the opposite end of the spectrum, and I was like, you were cl- successful but not nice, right? Yeah. I was successful. It depends on what your definition of success was. I was how meeting many, a lot of women. How many chicks you slept with is what we're saying. That was pretty much what, what it got to. the one oh, here yeah. who always no, says the that's, truth. <laughs> but that's not that's not filling either after No, a while. it's not. But that's like, it's fun, <laughs> but you're like... After eh. a while. After, after a while. while. <laughs> At first. But that's the whole... That's what you're talking about. That's what you're talking about. It's like that, that to, thing of being like, I'm here, but I want to be over there. I'm yeah. here, but I want to be over. And right, all of this right, is right, right, like right. a self-discovery thing. Totally. Taking oh, yeah. the things right. that we've seen in the past and making them work in the modern day, whether it's a modern mm-hmm. man, whether it's new school romance, and figuring out how in the moment to feel okay with where you're at, even though you have goals of where you want to go. Yeah. Part of it is discovering, and you're helping people do that in YouTube, mm-hmm. how to make that journey feel fulfilling. Because you always want to go somewhere, but it's all part of the path that you're going on. And instead of always wanting to be somewhere else and not where you're at, it's like as soon as you put it out there, it's there. If you, I want this or I want that, it's there. Just let it happen and go. Mm. Stop paddling backwards in your boat. You know what I mean? Like just go. It's easy to say. Trust me. I fucking cannot live in the moment. It's like my hardest thing ever. I'm like always thinking about what happened and like what's going to happen and that's why I have anxiety and Mm. blah, blah, blah. But it's easier for me to say, but I think that's what it's all about. It's trying to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah, and I'm sure if, you know, I mean, it comes down to, I think, living in the moment, appreciating where you are, but also knowing where you want to be, right? 
but it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, it's always interesting to have the conversation with somebody who's, because we're all going to have those different paths and different yeah. journeys. And, you know, you, yes, you, you get the Maserati, you become the doctor and that's, it's, it makes you more, it's, it's a checkpoint that you hit. Right. But it's like, but where does that real fulfillment come from? Yeah. I think, and that's going to be different probably for everybody or it's, sleep or exercise. Maybe that's it. it. It's uh <laughs> it's the journey, not yeah. Not the destination. Right. For sure. For sure. Although I have no desire to go back through the journey of medical school and oh. residency. I like that mm. destination a little better. But but now that I'm here, it's like, okay, what's the next destination? And that's yeah. So what is your next destination? Part yeah. of the part of the journey. Yeah. Well, doing stuff like this. Yeah. You yeah. know, trying yeah. to take it to another level. Yeah, I mean, I, I um let's say in a day in a day in the ER I help twenty five or thirty people, you know? That's mm-hmm. great. Well, kind of expand that, right? You know, like see if you can get a platform and help more. And, and you do that with your TV appearances. We've seen you on the Today Show and the Men Tell All panel. Ben Glebe was a guest on our show. Oh, once. was he's, he really? Yeah, he's yeah, hysterical. He's a buddy of mine. Um, you guys are great and and give a lot of great information. And then your book, The Gentleman's Diet, obviously that's. You know, what are some like? I have to read that. Yeah, I know. What are some? First of all, I like. Can women read that and get some things from it? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, even I if mean, it's just to learn about a dude, too. No, most of it, I think, is gender irrelevant. Oh, I mean, really? It's, yeah, okay. it's it's basic. I mean, I got really, I got excited about it because the beginning of it is all about kind of motivation. Mm-hmm. Same stuff along mission and values. What do you want? Using imagery to translate that into actual goals. Oh, I want to look good in a bikini. Well, what does that mean? Give me a number of your weight or I your like waist. I like that. Quantify or, it. Yeah. Yeah, or mm-hmm. your body fat percentage or whatever. Okay, now you've got a target. Yeah. Now you've got a specific goal. Right. Now, why is that important to you? I call it the big why. Mm-hmm. So kind of, there's a process in there that kind of shows you, oh, shit, this is really important to me because I want to be able to play with my kids when I'm older or because right. I have a vision ah. of going on hikes when I'm 80 with my partner or whatever it is that's really important to you. Connect that to that goal kind of. Supercharges. So the beginning is more about motivation because I did so many times I would see these folks in the ER and be like, okay, what's one thing about your health that you know you can work on? Everybody says lose twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so then I kind of walk through this process and they're like, okay, I want to get started. It's, there's some laziness out there. There is oh. real laziness. There's real know? laziness, so and much. that is goes hand in hand with not being specific. It's like I I read a book called E Squared where it's like all about the scientific energy that like is is real proven physicists have proved that like you are made up of energy and if you use it correctly it will have actual effects and it's saying like you don't call up bloomingdales and say like i just want some pants you're like i want these jeans in this size in Mm -hmm. this wash this price send them to this address like you're not gonna get unless you say like why do i want these things what does this look like to get mm-hmm. there? And then why am I doing what I'm doing? You're not going to get – it's like exactly. so not specific enough. Well, and I think it's all, it's all connected, right? Because it's like you, we're talking about the, 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 the why, the big why. Mm-hmm. Which and is also, so and Which most people yeah. probably never actually define. Yep. So they don't have that clear vision. So then they don't have the motivation. Because they just think they're they're going to get to the next thing and it's going to make them happy or whatever. But like, if you never know exactly w- why you're going for what you're going for, it's never going to drive you. It, and I think part of it too is a lot of people have this stuff is subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. So people care about their family and their kids and they want to be there, but they don't. I, I use some of these processes to kind of bring this stuff to the surface and then point out, hey, maybe the way you're living and what you're eating and how you're not exercising, whatever, isn't consistent with what's really as important to you. Not uh, what I want. I don't right. want everybody to have abs or whatever, but 
but I do want them to live the life that they really want, you know? And if that means I don't give a shit if I die when I'm 55, fine, you live that life. And yeah. you do your cocaine and your drugs I was and just going to say, snort the coke off the hooker and you die know, when like, you're 54. Yeah. You'll I mean, be smiling when you do it. If that's yeah. what you really want, knock yourself out. I mean, I've had plenty of patients who just look at me and say, no, I'm happier when I smoke. And I'm like, okay, as long as you're making a conscious decision about it. Mm-hmm. Right. If that's what makes it. But do, wow. do, do you think it comes down to also like a kind of a tacit complacency that this is just going to go on forever? It's what do you like, mean? You like mean the people don't realize their own mortality. Li- yeah, exactly. Oh, life. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? There's, especially like, when you're young, there is yeah. denial about. So that's one of the easiest, easiest, like low picking fruit. But mm-hmm. when somebody comes in and they're, they have chest pain or they're whatever, you know, I'll, I'll work them. You know, I'll stick it to them about, or they come in, they've been drinking too much and I can see a little bit of liver damage or, you right, know, like right. try to kind of really stick it to them in those moments. To give them like, that more When time. it's like, hey, yeah, like, I know you think this isn't hurting you, but look, I've got this test that shows that, you know, wow, how much have you been drinking? God, it's affected several systems. Right. How yeah. do you feel about that? You know, most people just, oh, I can drink and it's not a big deal. I'm drinking just like everybody else. And then. But it's in a, these moments when you come to, we're all going to confront our own mortality, mm-hmm. right? We're right. all going to die. Yeah. And I think, it's a, I think it's a good thing, not Las Vegas good. That's no, right. I know what you're right. saying, right. though. But the, the life ends and we don't go on forever, it's, right? It's the like same that. idea as your book. It's like you pinpoint a problem, what you want, how to fix it. Uh, you show how to quantify it. Like, what? Look, well, look at this test about your liver. Like, mm-hmm. hello. And right. then the big why. Well, what, you know, so I think it, it, that's kind of like something you can practice anywhere in your life, specifically totally. at your job, with your relationships. Yeah, definitely in relationships, yeah. But it's something to think about, like being specific about what you want and how to get there. Yeah, there's two. One is, one is being specific, like you're talking about, and another one is being clear on your criteria. So, and that works really well for relationship. You know, what is your prior order of priority? What are the most important either characteristics of a partner Mm -hmm. or um, characteristics of the kind of relationship that you want? Yeah. So I did this this process for it for me. And, you know, I put the typical things on like pretty face and good body and smart and whatever. But then like when I compared them next to each other and then put them in the hierarchy of what was most important, the things that were most important to me were somebody who is kind of a best friend, partner, Mm -hmm. equal, who uh, we have mutual um, respect, admiration, and inspiration. And then we have fun. So nowhere on my top three were the... Um, the big breasted blonde got chick. A great mm-hmm. butt, you know, yeah, or yeah. any, like even physical attraction wasn't on there. It was kind of assumed, but um, get specific. And then the criteria one, too, I think can be really helpful in terms of visualization and just being clear on. Yeah. So where you're dating, you know, like, do you want a partner? Do you want to have fun? Do you want to get clear on your intention? Right. You know, right. Then you can easily just kind of move through. Oh, this isn't that. I'm gonna right. It might, right. Oh, it's kind of tasty, but I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> I think. I think intention is so important. So that's important. such a big. That's such a big word because a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, well, somebody so and so likes me or so and so is attracted to me. I'll date them for a while and see mm-hmm. what happens. Like just, and then nobody's ever happy because there's no clear. Well, you're like sailing around the mm-hmm. sailboat in a circle. Yeah, pretty much. And but you like, don't even realize it. You don't even realize like, it. Why am I not seeing any land here? It's as soon as you be- make yourself a victim. I think is when that's part of the problem too. Like, but it's the it's the it's L A. It's the guys well, here. That's too. It's, well, it, granted, that is that a thing, time. but it's also not the only thing. And if you, I think, if people follow these like basic steps and obviously other things that are you know more in detail, like you can become this 
modern man. You can practice like a, the idea of new school romance and like make it work for now. Mm-hmm. What would you give advice to women who want to date the modern man? Like, what would you say they need to be or do or I, what we just talked about? Get clear. Same thing. Get clear on your criteria and your intention. Do you want? a boyfriend, a partner, are you ready for something more serious or not? Do you just want to have fun? Okay, start with mm-hmm. what you want. If and I think most women actually would want like a boyfriend in a relationship or whatever. So if you're in that place, raise your standards. <laughs> That's exactly exactly Don't. what I say. Exactly what really? I say. Really? No booty calls, no booty texting. Needs to call you. Needs to I would say really should call you, but that isn't going to happen, but you know, you guys are like you know, because I know I know when I do this stuff. So you know, and I know you know like women who are just of this is not going to sound good. No, say it. Higher quality women don't put up with any of it. Yeah, not even close. They just yeah, they gotta just, go. And that's Flip. happened to me plenty of times. And so I know when I see one that I'm like, oh. I'd like to raise the bar on my own behavior and action because I know she's not so going to accept exactly. it. What do I do? I call her. I plan a date in advance. I offer to pick her up. <laughs> I wear a suit. You know, it's a more formal thing. There is no, hey, you want to come over and watch a movie on like the second date or whatever. Like, it's just, it's the gentleman chivalry stuff. And that's the kind of woman that ultimately, um, I think more modern men are willing to trade a, a fun woman. single life. That's the modern. And, and women, I think, are closer to that than men are. But how do you get there? Like, you're okay as you are. Be with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need a guy. And you do not need the booty calling. Like, like just it. raise raise, raise your, your standards. standards. And if you just want to have fun, then have fun. Then Fine. have fun. Just but, own it. But, yeah. But, but, again, like we talk about intention. Like, what do you want? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and do that. Be honest with yourself about what you want. I love it. Okay, we are going to play a quick game. Steven, well, we just need you to scoot this way just a little bit. And you're good. Um, okay, before we let you go, I love that advice. Raise your fucking standards, The article that went really viral that I wrote was called 10 Ways to Know You're Dating a True Gentleman. And you basically just listed the entire The article. wear a suit, give her a call, pick her up, all those things. All, exactly. It's like exact. So Guys. Trial, trial guys. and error. I think we both probably learned it from experience. Well, yeah, yes. you're paying attention. Which makes it more valuable to, to have multiple experiences and multiple paths lead to the same conclusion, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, my so. God. It's so It makes so much sense. It sounds simple, and it's just – I think a lot of people need to hear that. Totally. Agree. Um, okay. So, you know, we were talking about the modern man and how to have it all, and, you know, we are going to play a quick little game, and we want you to identify what you think a modern man is, and we're going to make it relatable to the listeners. Like, you know, there's the modern man might be like kind of like a leading man. Like all of the – you know, we fall in love with the romantic comedies we watch. We fall in love with the leading man all the time. Why? Because they have it all, mm-hmm. right? So right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to list like a character – and then the actor that played the character. And we would like you to tell us who you think is the more of the modern man. The character they played or the actual actor. Based on what you kind of know about the actual actor. Okay. We're going to see if best. you can do it. If you can't, drink your drink. Um, okay, so. <laughs> is your, does your mom get to play? Can I, like, throw a help? I mean, uh, we can all chime in. We can all chime in. Okay, so the first one. Jack Dawson, Titanic, or Leo DiCaprio? Who's the modern man? Um... Probably Leonardo. Okay. All right. The real guy. The mm-hmm. real dude. Okay. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. Because um, uh, he's successful in what he does. He looks good. But he's using his platform for a purpose. He's a big environmental guy. Agree. I really respect that. Jack Dawson was this fun, live in the moment, whatever. That's great. But he didn't have a lot more than that. He didn't have a lot that more than that. That momentary thing is great, but. You're right. 
And I don't he know. also I want to underachiever. He also didn't fight for his life. She had a whole fucking door, and there was totally room for him on that door. And she was like, I'll never let go, and then ripped his frozen hands off and let him go. No modern man would have stood for that. He would have been like, scoot your ass over, and let's paddle to the shore and get married. Jack. Jeez Louise. Really let me down. Um, Okay, you want to throw one out there? I'm going to go with the second one because this is one of my my, uh, favorite characters. It's a good one. James Bond or Sean Connery. That's a toughie. I don't know. Connery's the real deal. Mm. Um, that's tough. You can go I'm going to drink my drink on that. Okay. Yeah. Bond. I think, I think there should be a whole conversation around James Bond, by the way. And all of so the many people. I mean, there's theories. Daniel Craig. There's the yeah. other one, but Pierce like, as Brosnan. A but as, as a, a character, character, I know. Yeah. Um, I don't know Sean Connery well enough to... And and I worry that James, that image again the James Bond image is almost going a little bit cl- too close to what I resist, which mm. is fast cars, mm-hmm. hot ladies, you know, fearless yeah. guy killing. It's just a lot of so I hesitate to be like eh, like yeah. he might be the modern man illusion that isn't really real. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like the too instant gratification, too much of that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I wish I were James Bond too sometimes, but yeah. Okay, how about uh, Noah Jr. from The Notebook or Ryan Gosling? Noah from The Notebook. Tell me you know that movie. The guy, he built the house and the... The Ryan Gosling character, the one that, yeah, they kissed in the rain. He is not a modern man. Um, That guy is old school, which isn't bad. Um, He totally was, you're right. He was kind of a country, Mm -hmm. seemed simple, you know, loved this one, built the, spent all these years building this house for her and was completely devoted. I mean, there's kind of a chivalrous uh, aspect to him that's romantic. Um, Gosling. Is a stud. So. Yeah, so we're going to go with him. Yeah, I would go with that. Probably probably I would have gone with that, too. Agree. Probably going to pick him. All right, let's throw one more out there. Oh, boy, let's see. Some of these are tough to... Uh... I know, they oh. are. Well, uh, maybe this one's too similar to James Bond, but um, should we go with Jason Bourne? Or... I, I'm are curious, you looking you know, at I'm, Danny I'm, Ocean? I'm gonna, no, I'm actually curious because I want. this is going to be an interesting answer. Jerry Maguire or Tom Cruise? <laughs> I am incredibly biased here. I love Tom Cruise. Oh, do oh my I god! I deeply love Tom really? Cruise in a, like... in a very admir- admirationally heterosexual mm-hmm. way. Okay, not, but um, Jerry Maguire, that character—that's a good question. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like that he develops. I like that he's flawed, and mm-hmm. uh, so I like that we don't have to be perfect, and that we're all human, and like. Some of us are like him. Actually, that's a good example because he is kind of the, um, you know, life in the fast lane. Yeah, with he is. The, girl the agent and, and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of discovers a deeper part of himself, becomes a better person. So I, I like that maybe story. But that said, I'm an incredible Tom Cruise so fan. So you're biased. He just kills it. Who's the bigger star movie star I mean, than Tom Cruise ever? Yeah, he's, He is he's a big huge. star. He's also... He's nuts. He's insane. He's completely yeah, he's insane. Also, and I still love him. You know, it yeah, hey, matter. listen, are you, he's, it's fascinating. As long he, as he's not hurting anybody. He's... Tom you... Cruise and Top Gun 2, I'm still available, by the way. Oh, my God. Goose? Do I we know. need a goose? You know, Everyone, right. we goose might. Goose Jr., I'm here. Goose Jr. Maverick Jr., totally I'm ready. Be, yeah. Yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> it's yeah, their sons, because wasn't Meg Ryan pregnant? No, maybe she wasn't, but Tom we could pretend Mc... she oh, was. Oh, that's good. See? Good twist. Then now you're the see how I did Kelly that. Kelly McGillis comes back. She, oh, oh, my God. She, and she's a general Surprise, now. Yeah, she's, hello. So, yeah, she would knock, off on the, knock on the doorstep. Like, hey. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Okay. <laughs> 
thank you so much for coming in. Great to we be here. We had the best time. I feel like there's a million other things to talk about, so yeah, we might have to just forever. have a you know a round two eventually. And next time we will get Bud Light for you. I'm so sorry we made you drink all the calories. Did I drank almost this whole beer? And I don't even like beer. I did that for you. <laughs> It's, I, oh, had, yeah. it's not bad. I've had worse. It's I have I had know, worse yeah. too. Um, okay, so remind everyone where they can find you and your books. And yeah, I have what's a website, drlarry.com, D O C T O R. And then I have a little YouTube channel if you type in Larry Burchette. It has my, I'm a medical expert in San okay. Francisco for Fox. Oh, that's right. Yes. Today show I'm from San Francisco. Oh, yeah, is that right? Mm-hmm. Like the city? Uh, yeah, well, West or, Portal. Yeah. The okay. West Portal area. She looked up, at you, Mom. Was, that, grew, was she lying? I grew up right by the airport, and then also now we. she has a house. Oh, in you're the, from Millbrae. No, close, though. <laughs> My thought. high school was there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So right you you know your... I'm, going, I'm actually flying to Berkeley right now. I have my daughter this weekend. Okay. I have a house in Berkeley. So. Okay. Oh, fun. Very yeah, it's cool. nice up there. It's a nice little change. So, awesome. okay, so great. So on your website, all of the the information about books, Yeah, appearances. or like the social stuff. And, you know, I write little articles and things. So. Okay. And uh, and your YouTube channel I did. That's amazing. Yeah. Good. So now Larry we can Burchette. see you. Oh, okay. and check out that book on Amazon. Yes. Yeah, Gentleman's Diet. I love it. I have to grab a copy. All sure. right, guys. And remind everyone where they can find you. Everything is at James M. Sama. Uh, the book is now unlockingloveBook.com, so you can get the uh, Unlocking Love 10 Keys uh, book for that. But yeah, everything, jamesmsama.com, at jamesmsama on the social media. Just find me and let's chat. Yeah, for sure. follow, like, subscribe. And good. also you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all of the things. And don't forget to tune in next week for our brand new day and time. We will be joined by guest host Christina Weber. And we have a guest from Defy Media. She's an internet personality, Jocelyn Davis. So make sure to tune in for that. Jen will be back soon. Don't fret. She is coming. Um, and don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Complicated Show. Thank you, everyone, for being here. It was so much fun. I'm going to drink my Budweiser. Love you long time. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.